Let's do it. That didn't sound right. <laughs> do it now! One by one. Wow! In every city. That's the sweetest thing I ever heard. Come on! In every town. The voice that fuels the people of a nation and the pulse of America. You got it? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. It choked a little bit. Oh, it made my lips tickle. <laughs> Riders on the storm. Uh-oh. We're going fishing. We are going fishing today. We're going hunting. We're arresting people. We're doing it all. No, that's us. We're arresting <laughs> Jimbo on today's show. We have a wild experience. That is today's show. Yeah, and our first guest is old Tommy Gnomes. Tommy Gnomes. Tommy Gnomes. Tommy Gnomes best. <laughs> He's the fishmonger. Yeah, we got Tommy Gones on the show. All new season three, currently airing Outdoor Channel. We're also going to have on Michigan Conservation Officer. This is Jimbo's favorite name, Colin Canablo. Canablo. He's with Warden. Such a cool guy. I think that, that's it, Warden's the show, right? Yeah, Warden's the show. It's on Outdoor Channel as well. I, I think, honestly, God, game wardens or conservation officers, hot fuzz, popos—they're my hero. Law dogs. Uh, they're all they're all cool. I think it's really neat what they do. And then we're gonna have on the lawbreaker himself, Mr. Cat Daddy. Yeah, the Kansas Cat Man. Yeah, he's always breaking laws, bending laws, breaking hearts. That's what Cat Daddy does. And also lying. Is he still in love with uh, Bunny? Cat Daddy? Yeah. yeah, they're on like their eighth child or something. <laughs> he, he, no child support. Kind of sucks. All right, so let's get to. Hey, we're gonna get to Tommy Gnomes. Of course, he is the fishmonger. Let's do it. It's a wild experience this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Let's begin. Now kicking off a two-parter with Tommy Gomes, host of The Fishmonger, airing Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, on the line, it takes us to California, San Diego of all places, and we've got Tommy Gnomes on the line. It is go! Gomes. There's Tommy no could, gnome! There's no gnomes? No, no gnomes. Just Tell Tommy. the people in Alaska. He is the fishmonger. That's what he is. He is a god at sea. He is Poseidon! Poseidon's <laughs> sunk, didn't it? <laughs> I think so. I don't, I'm not, no, I'm talking about the god Poseidon. Oh, I see. Anyways, maybe Athena? Ooh. Too foodie, too foodie, too foodie. All right, so we got the fishmonger on the line. That is Mondays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Outdoor Channel. Again, all new season three. Mr. Tommy, how's it going, buddy? Good morning, fellas. Thanks again for having me back. What a wonderful, wonderful day down here in San Diego. It's an exciting day for me. It's trips to win. Now, it's so cool. Let's talk about Massachusetts. Season three, Mr. Tommy, you were going all over the place, but you went to New Bedford. Lund's Fishery there in New Bedford, um, you know, the sea scallops, that is really interesting, man. Yeah. You know, Lund's Fishery is family-owned and operated. They've been around for a very, very long time. Uh, super cool. They opened the plant to us, and and uh, John Fee there, the national sales guy, uh, he brought us on board and showed us all about it, and it was just amazing. And I got to tell you, I've eaten a lot of scallops. Those scallops are truly, simply the best that I've found. Yeah, well, you know, the interesting part about it, when uh, when people order scallops in a restaurant, you know, they see this little white medallion come out, and uh, they think that, 
oh, that must have come off a cow somewhere. But actually, a scallop is a big shellfish, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big shellfish. And, you know, a lot of people don't know when they see the show, they'll understand that, that the, the key thing when it comes to scallops are what they call the shuckers, the guys that are on the boat that actually shuck them out of the shell because they do it so fast and so precise because you don't want to break the scallops. You want those scallops to be nice and plump and whole. And and it really does, trace and trust starts with those guys shucking those scallops. Quality control begins on the boat. And you'll see that on the show. Like we try and teach people, you know, quality begins on the boat. Yeah, you mentioned trace and trust. I, I think that is so neat. It shows where the seafood came from, the name of the vessel, the weight and count. That is how it should be done. And that is what you preach all the time, Mr. Tommy. Uh, and it's spectacular. Well, we're trying to do our best to help the American fishermen, you know, and we have a great team on board with Scott and Jim and the, and the boys and Bill and our American fishermen. We need help. We need help to stem the flow of the cheaper imports that are coming in or not the cheaper, but definitely the less expensive imports coming in. And it's important because here on the West Coast, waterfront property is very valuable and our commercial fishermen are being pushed out. And I'm starting to see that in all the other ports that we go into. Yeah. Now, the, the thing is, you're you're now teaching a class somewhere in Southern California. Seacootery. Seacootery? Yeah. Yeah. Seacootery is catching on. And there's, there's a gentleman here in Southern California. Uh, his name is Leeway. He has a place called The Joint. He is like we call him. The, he's a young guy, uh, Asian gentleman, young guy, and he's definitely on the cutting edge of the dry aging of seafood. And we're starting to do that as well. You know, we, we're dry aging some beautiful bluefin toro right now and making mohama. But the tin fish that's going on, and this isn't the sardines and smoked uh, oysters that our parents or our grandfather ate. This stuff is absolutely delicious and it's coming in from all over the world these and it's all sustainably caught one of the big companies uh, as far as sustainability goes in the clothing world and everything else that they're doing is patagonia Mm, and their story of how they're harvesting these little bait fish is just amazing but the quality of this product is simply not what our grandfather was eating. And so when you think of charcuterie boards, you, we always think of meats and cheeses, yet seacuterie is something that everybody should look into, and it goes good with wine. Now, you you were talking about they're pricing people out of waterfront property, which is makes it impossible for fishermen, okay? And we're importing all this junk from, you know, across the world into America, why do you think they want to take uh, the American people's rights away uh, to consume their own products, to grow their own food, to catch their own food? Why do you think they're so dead set on making us dependent on other people and to the government? It, it Maybe it's not that way, but it sure as heck seems that way to me. What say you, Mr. Tommy? Control the food, you control the sheep. <laughs> yeah, we're the sheep, I mean, damn it. <laughs> yeah, we see it happening, you know, fisheries management, they use the best readily available science, yet they're not really talking to the commercial fishermen as much as they should. 
uh, you know, fish has have tails, and that's why fishermen have to go look for it because they move. Whereas, <laughs> you know, science-based information, they go to one general area and they they complete their study there, and they don't find anything. Then they deem certain species to be unfishable because there's no stock, there's no mass uh, biomass of the product. So it's out there. They're just looking in the wrong places, and then you have the other aspects that are falling into places like here in california we need our hard bottom because hard bottom is where the fish and everything lives yet that's also the prime real estate for where they want to put let's say the offshore windmill farms Hmm. and i call those giant salad shooters (laughs) yeah any bird that flies in there is just going to get just going to get shredded and so you know where's the audubon society on that with our marine birds which you know are part of the puzzle of the environment when it comes to offshore fishing and and our mother ocean in general look nobody wants to harvest the last of any species yeah you know we want it to go on for generations and generations unfortunately we have less and less young people that want to get involved in the industry. And um, I say it all the time, we need more tackle boxes and less Xboxes mm, for these yeah. youngsters to get involved in fishing. And it truly is uh, a storyline that people need to understand. When you're buying a local fish, you're creating jobs within your own community. Mm. Uh, that fish that is being harvested has created jobs before the boat even leaves the dock. I mean, we have to go grocery shopping. We have baggers and stockers at those stores. You know, we got to get gas. We got to get fuel for the boat. We got to get all this stuff ready. Even before that fish is caught, it's created those jobs. And that local fish creates jobs all the way to the end user. Now, if it goes to a restaurant, you've got the front of the house and the back of the house, all the way to the dishwasher, all the way to waste management that takes the trash out. That one fish is creating those jobs, and people don't understand that. Yet, when we get a fish that's flown in from halfway around the world, we have we have no story, no tradition, no history, and we certainly don't have any money being generated for your local community so it just makes sense you bet hey tommy we got to take a break can you stick around absolutely all right hey we're talking with tommy gomes he's the host of the fishmonger airs monday nights at 9 30 eastern time on outdoor channel this has been presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network my outdoor tv hop on myoutdoortv.com uh check out the first two seasons of the fishmonger that's what you have to do mr tommy before we get to a break where can we find you online buddy Social media, Facebook, you can find me just Tommy Gomes, or you can also look up Tommy the Fishmonger. There's also Tunaville Market and Grocery on Facebook and Instagram, all those names as well. You bet. Hey, more Tommy Gomes right after this. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Always one click away from connecting with the show. Point your browser to JimandTrav.com for show archives, buy or bust, Jim's blog, Trav's take, Mrs. Bunny, and tips and tactics from our family of hunting and fishing professionals. JimandTrav.com, constantly updated, always cutting edge. Check us out now and stay tuned. The revolution will continue right after these messages. What does it take to join the Brotherhood? I just don't know why more people don't do this. It's so easy. I mean, you see it all the time on TV. I mean, yeah, that... 
pretty much explains it. For the Bone Collector crew, it's always an adventure. That's the biggest deer I've ever shot in my life. What a monster. That feels so good. Is that a deer? There's only one Michael Waddell. Ah, no. That's awesome. Long live the brotherhood. Bone Collector. Sundays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back and wild experiences on. Comments, suggestions, and feedback always welcome. Where? At JimandTrav.com. Now let's rejoin Tommy Gomes, host of The Fishmonger, airing Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We are talking wild experiences on this week's show. And if you listen to the first part, you're hearing a guy that knows his way around a fish. The fishmonger himself, yeah. Tommy Goves. <laughs> it kind of implies in the name. All right, so Tunaville uh, Market and Grocery. I see you have something. you got to tell me this. The taco kits. What is in your taco kit? Yeah, locally harvested hook and line fish, rockfish, assorted flavors, assorted species of rockfish, uh, halibut, white sea bass, and it comes with, uh, that's already marinated, ready to go. It comes with our own house-made crema, house-made salsa verdes, wow. different flavors there. We have uh, tortillas and shredded cabbage, and it's all, you get a pound of fish and all the stuff to make well over a dozen tacos for like, I think it's like 20, 25 bucks. So it's Whoa. a smoking deal. Well, really? Do you ship? Not yet. Oh. No. We're getting close to doing that. You know, we've only been open a year and this was a, this was a combination of a group of commercial fishermen. We all got together and decided, Hey, let's open up this little fish market here and, uh, bring local seafood to the forefront here in San Diego. And the response from the general public has been stellar. Yeah. Now, you know, let's say if you're a cattleman and you, Think of big cattle country, West Texas or Montana. Uh, if you're a farmer, you know, you think of sunflowers, Kansas, you know, um, all these different places kind of correlate, you know, with wheat harvest and cotton harvest. As a fisherman, Mr. Tommy, you've been some really cool places. We just mentioned Massachusetts. You went to Maine. You know, they're like the bedrock for the lobster industry. You went to Sitka. You're doing all sorts of fishing, went after halibut. As a fisherman for you, when it comes to commercial fishing, supplying people with this awesome catch, the bounty you get from the ocean, where, in your opinion, is like the epitome of, of commercial fishing, awesome place to go, the ultimate experience. It's got to be San Diego, my home really? port. Really? Really? Um, I mean, right now, for instance, right now we have 150 to 250-pound bluefin tuna Ooh. 60 miles from where I'm sitting right now. And white sea bass season is starting up and yellowtail starting to bite. The rock fishery, you know, there's over 30 different species, well over 30 different species of rockfish, and each one of those is delicious with a different fat content and flavor profile in their own. And uh, we have lobster and we have octopus and we have stone crab, Mm. the cousin of the Florida stone crab. But 
if you were to be in Maine, for instance, and you ask the same question to a fishmonger out there, they would tell you Maine because they have, you know, the scallops and the crabs and the full belly clams and all of that. So American seafood is truly some of the best on the planet. Um, and the only reason why is because of the men and women that are harvesting it and the passion that they hold so dear for bringing in the best in quality seafood. Mm. Yeah, now you, you had mentioned uh, that you're teaching classes about uh, dry-aged fish. Now, we know about dry-aged beef. Seacuterie. Seacuterie. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, the fact of the matter is the way to eat fish is fresh, right? And What are you dry-aging it for? I got to hand it to you. I used to say that, you know, quality seafood starts on the boat. But I got to tell you, it's this dry-aging has definitely changed my overall perspective on on seafood. Now, it's it'll never knock the fresh market out because people in general, they just don't understand the concept behind the dry aging of fish, whether it's 10, 15, 20, or 30 days in the dry ager. It's still a great product to try, and I would say 90% of the people that have tried it love it, and the other 10% just absolutely do not want to try it because they have a hard time eating raw fish, and it has to be cooked, so they're definitely not going to try a a raw piece of dry-aged fish. But just like beef, you're going to lose weight, you're going to lose moisture, so that means you're going to lose weight, and so the price goes up because you still have to make your margin on it, and it can seem to be a little pricey, and when you're talking seafood, fresh local fish, it is going to be a little more expensive. So just buy a little less. All right. So the all new season three currently airing The Fishmonger, night, uh, Mondays, 930 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Where all are you going this season? What are you going to focus on, Mr. Tommy? Fill us in. We're going up and down the East Coast. Um, Maine was super fun and i gotta tell you everywhere we go the people are just genuine absolutely genuine the family stories and the histories and i i say it on the show meeting the wives which are the anchors of all commercial fishermen and meeting the families and just getting to know the co-ops that have banded together in order to market local seafood it's really starting to fall in place uh we're definitely making an impact across the board when it comes to eating local seafood. It doesn't matter where you are, East Coast, West Coast, or Gulf states. People are starting to pay attention. And, you know, me personally, I would thank Outdoor Network and My Outdoor TV and World Fishing and everybody that's been involved in this program because it's helping the commercial fishing families here in America. And it's really cool to see when... People walk in the Tunaville Market and Grocery and they see me and they go, oh my gosh, you do work here and we're here from Pennsylvania and we watch your show. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I, I got a job. <laughs> I, I, work, I work here. This is, this is my shop. And, you know, the, every, you know, you take selfies and, and I'll tell you a funny story real quick. We were on site in uh, New Bedford and this lady after the, we were done with the take. I went over to get a bottle of water, and she's like, oh, can I get a selfie? My my dad watches your show with my kids. And I'm like, so grandfather watches shows, the show with his grandkids. I go, does he do FaceTime? And she goes, yeah. I said, get him on FaceTime. Oh, so really? We FaceTime, 
Yeah, we FaceTimed with this guy for like 20 minutes. It was super cool. He's sitting there in a flannel shirt. He's got uh, overalls on, you know, and he's just sitting in his chair. And me and him were just talking about fishing and how he, when he was a kid, he used to go fishing with his dad. And it was cool. And so we're we're touching, you know, America, man. And, and, and it just it feels right and it's a good feeling to be able to be part of this and of course you know with Scott Lathep and Jim Torres and Bill and the rest of the boys that are helping me along I mean it's only going to get better and better and it's so much fun and we're greatly appreciated and, and blessed and thank you guys for having me again on the show and it's a great ride. That's right alright once again hang out with Tommy Gomes the Fishmonger and make sure you watch the Fishmonger Mondays 9.30pm Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel this this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Watch The Fishmonger, the first two seasons, MyOutdoorTV.com. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, we've got Michigan Conservation Officer Cullen Knobloch. Knoblo. Knoblo. Uh, for Wardens airing on Outdoor Channel. Uh, you got to stick around for that. Mr. Tommy, God bless you. We love you so much in everything you do. You're the man, buddy. Thanks, fellas. Looking forward to hearing from you again, everybody. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We think you should still continue to listen. In fact, keep listening until we tell you you're finished listening. We'd hate for you to have some sort of accident. If you know what we mean, stay tuned. The Revolution will continue right after these messages. For Lee and Tiffany Lukowski, the passion is real. From chasing homegrown bucks on their whitetail paradise in Iowa. That is one of the coolest bucks I've ever seen. To stalking trophy game across America. Yes. Look at the neck and the body. An absolute monster. They're making unforgettable memories along the way. Congratulations, Dad. <laughs> Crush with Lee and Tiffany. Sundays at 8 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings has all your spring and summer grilling needs. Specifically designed for game and fish, try our 16 different shaker seasonings and look for our new rub line in the large bottles. Don't forget to try our new finishing sauces. Find us on the web at www.himtnjerky.com or look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Travis on with Wild Experience. Now, here's another two-parter with Michigan Conservation Officer Colin Canablo for Wardens, airing on Outdoor Channel, Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking wild experiences on this week's show. Hey, before the break, Tommy Gomes, what a great guy he is, the fishmonger. It airs uh, Mondays at 9.30 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. But our next guest, man, you got to watch your back window. He is bringing the heat. <laughs> and he's also bringing the law, but he's bringing fun and outdoor activity. Uh, that is Michigan Conservation Officer Colin Canablo. Uh, he is for Wardens airing on Outdoor Channel Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Officer Colin, we salute you. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Now, you're stationed uh, in southern Michigan, and uh, Jackson County is basically your domicile, your headquarters. And uh, how far out do you travel? Do you work with your job? Um, I mean, our, our district is um, pretty much the middle of the state from Lance, just north of Lansing, south to the state line. But uh, we do work over in Detroit or 
wherever else in the state, I guess, as they need us. Yeah. Now, when I think of Michigan, I think of obviously the automotive industry and big deer hunting. Yeah. The numbers, um, I'm looking at some numbers that you guys took in 2022. I think there was something like 586,595 uh, deer licenses sold out of those 303,087 deer were harvested. That is an immense amount of deer in your area, buddy. Yeah, it's a lot of deer taken. There's still a ton of deer left. We're seeing all kinds of does and fawns right now just out in the fields, and but there's still a lot left. Now, what, what do you find, you know, in southern Michigan, and I'm sure it probably holds true all over the state, but what is the number one thing that people are cited for? Is it just not having the proper licensing, or is it uh, over... Uh, Overextending their ability to be able to have so many deer or ducks or whatever it um, may be. I would say the ma- the majority of the stuff that we deal with is some sort of trespassing. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I mean, people. I mean, you have a few people that you know don't buy tags at a time, or because you can you can l- legally kill you know ten antlerless deer, and you can buy a, a combo, you can shoot two antler deer in Michigan. So, um, you know, it's it's either I would say recreational trespassing during hunting or um, maybe not having a license, period. When when I grew up, uh, of course, I grew up in Michigan right there at Romeo, and uh, you could, well, we did. I don't know if it was legal or not, but you could party hunt. You know, I could I could fill a, a tag for you. You can't do that, can you? No, no, that's illegal. Yeah. Jim. I know some some places allow it, but uh, Michigan, it's a, it is definitely illegal to, to party hunt. Yeah, well, anyhow, you... Uh, you know, while you're out there, you're coming up to people that are armed. I mean, it's a little different. Even the, the even the state patrol, they don't always have armed people that they're coming up against. But it seems like you guys always are doing that. Is being a conservation officer a really dangerous job? Um, I mean, I was a I was a deputy for years before I switched over to the DNR to become a conservation officer. So I've seen really? both sides, and I would say that uh, you know there is some added. Uh, dangers because a lot of times we're working by ourselves where when I was a, a sheriff's deputy, you know, there was, you get sent to a, a call, especially with a gun or something like that. It was uh, one of those things you always had backup coming with you. But as a conservation officer, when we're out checking hunters or fishermen or outdoors, you know, you're, we're primarily by ourselves, at least in the state of Michigan. But I mean, having said that though, I mean, most of the stuff that we deal with, people, it's a hobby for them because not many people go out there and can, you know, hunt for a living and get paid to, you know, enough to be able to supply for their family. So they're out there enjoying hunting. They're enjoying trapping, fishing, duck hunting, deer hunting. Um, you know, it's kind of their, their way to decompress and, you know, have fun. Yeah. So, once again, hanging out with Michigan Conservation Officer Colin Canablo. Uh, make sure you watch him on Warden's On Outdoor Channel Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, going from a sheriff's deputy to a conservation officer, I was always amazed, Colin, at the increased education, schooling, classes you guys have to take. There's a big difference between being a sheriff's deputy, which is a very uh, intense, stressful job, but going to a conservation officer, the requirements, I mean, there's a heck of a lot of schooling that goes into that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of added trainings, which I guess I, you know, I had some conservation officer friends before I uh, took the leap and switched over. 
Um, but I never, never could imagine all the extra trainings, um, that, that, the our COs, uh, receive, you know, they're, they're very, very blessed when it comes to trainings and, you know, knowledge and equipment and so forth. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the interesting part about that is when you're out there, uh, and, and you're, you're actually, you're really an extension of the sheriff's department or CHP or whatever it may be, because you have the same authority that they do, don't you? That's one of those things. I mean, building relationships with your, um, you know, obviously us, our local law enforcement, you know, I've, I've backed our local law enforcement, you know, and sheriff's department, state police, city officers on, you know, multiple calls, you know, or stop a car for them if they're looking for them and just kind of work hand in hand with them. And, you know, try to help them out where we can. And, you know, obviously they help us out where they can too, as long as they're not <clears throat> so far behind and answering calls. But yeah, it's a, it's a great relationship to have with the, you know, between the COs and local law enforcement. Now, how much a part of your job is education? You know, it's not all about writing tickets and busting people and being the hot fuzz out there. A lot of it is hot fuzz. Yeah, hot fuzz. You know what that is? <laughs> it's a lot of it is education, right? And encouraging yeah. and celebrating. I, it's not all doom and gloom, is it? No, I'd say the majority of our job is educating, you know, because, you know, the hunting guys, I'm sure from state to state are very interesting. You almost feel like you need a bachelor's degree to read some of them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But uh, try to try to educate people. You know, obviously people know when the the opening day and the closing day of the seasons are, but, you know, a bunch of that stuff in between there. It's good to get out there and educate people and, you know, like I said, celebrate with uh, with new hunters or young hunters with their first deer, whether it's a, a doe or uh, whatever it is, their first duck. It's just, it's great to celebrate with them because that's, you know, that's the future of, you know, the outdoorsman or outdoors girl. You know, it's just exciting to see new hunters. And we do a lot with uh, hunters, uh, hunter safety classes, you know, go talk to the new hunters, um, kind of answer their questions. So that way their first contact isn't with us out in the field if they're doing something wrong. You know, we just want to make sure that they understand we're, we're just like any other normal person. We just have a job to do and we're out there trying to educate people. And so you bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Sure. All right. Hey, we're talking with Michigan conservation officer, Cullen Canablo. Canablo. And uh, he, he is with Wardens, uh, besides being a conservation officer. And uh, the program airs on Outdoor Channel. Fridays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, Officer Cullen, to learn more about you guys, the beautiful state of Michigan, the outdoor opportunities that you guys have there, where can we find you guys online? Uh, Michigan.gov slash DNR. Um, you can probably find any job opportunities and pretty much any other questions you got. Um, Michigan does have a MI Hunt Fish uh, app on the phone. It's free and there's a lot of good information on there. You can buy uh, licenses and so forth, but uh, a lot of good opportunity online or on the app. More Kevin right after this. Who's Kevin? <laughs> it's Colin. Oh, <laughs> I told you I'd murder him. Man, I was like, I'm getting... going to get me for first degree. Uh, yeah, you're going to get Something. arrested as soon as you go back to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, funny funny thing is, that's not the first time I've been called Kevin either. <laughs> the Revolution with Jim and Trav. It's more than just listening to outdoor radio. It's like arming your brain. 
check out JimandTrav.com and stick around. The revolution will be right back. Your home, your land, your outdoor lifestyle. Great American Springs celebrates it all with an online showcase of new products, how-to videos, expert tips, and groundbreaking content. Think spring and think big with the help of Great American Spring. Go to GameAndFishMag.com slash GreatAmericanSpring. Presented by Toro. Count on it. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today, it's a wild experience. Now, let's get back to the boys and Michigan Conservation Officer Colin Canablo for Wardens, airing on Outdoor Channel, Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. This is part two. You know, starting this uh, second segment off, uh, Colin, I gotta apologize for the number of times that I've murdered you, and it's not even a uh, felony yet, but it should be. Might be license sanctioned, so I don't have to go my license. All right, so we got Michigan Conservation Officer Colin Canablo. Uh, what an amazing job he does. He's also with Wardens on Outdoor Channel Fridays, nine thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Now, what was it, Mister Colin? That made you want to become a conservation officer. From a sheriff. Awesome career. Love what you guys do. All law enforcement of any realm. But what made you specifically want to become a conservation officer? Um, I've always, I guess the thing is, I started early uh, as a sheriff's deputy and um, was able to, I guess, retire early in the career. Um, and I didn't see myself sitting behind a desk and... I saw the Michigan DNR open up a lateral um, for COs, conservation officers, and I was like, that that seems like a great opportunity. And, you know, I've, I'm glad I did it because, like I said, it's, no day is ever the same. And um, you talk to a lot of good people. And, like I said, I enjoy – couldn't imagine I'd get paid to uh, deal with hunting and fishing. But it's it's been a great change. Yeah. Do you keep a fishing rod in your uh, vehicle? No, but I wish I could. <laughs> can't, carry a, can't carry a fishing pole, but I definitely know where the fish are biting. Oh. What are some of the, in your opinion, if you could say it, what are some of the craziest rules and regulations you have to follow that you think, well, this is kind of weird or silly? Are there any? It's kind of a gray area. I'm sure there's rules out there like that, but, you know, the, all the rules that I deal with or know of are, you know, I think fair and accurate. Um, I know you talked earlier about like party hunting. I can't imagine um, being part of a, in a state where they allow that. I mean, I'm sure there's reason, reasons behind it. Um, I know when I went to Canada bear hunting uh, a couple of years ago, they talked about that and I just can't imagine doing that but yeah i know in some place it's like illegal to throw a camel out of an airplane that just seems logical <laughs> uh, i think with the parachute. isn't it kansas city you're not allowed to walk around and sing the abcs at night i mean it's like there's some weird stuff out there i didn't know if there was anything oh. you know uh, um you guys have there in michigan i was it's so amazing 103 state parks. You have over 4,000 miles of state designated routes, you know, trails for off-roading, all of the hunting opportunities. Michigan truly is like the epitome for outdoorsmen and women. It's a great state. 
I mean, most of those trails are the middle of the state and north. We don't have too many trails down southern Michigan, but there's, you know, opportunities for everything. Yeah, where your area is, you know, it's south of 46, uh, it's pretty much all farmland. When you get north of that, I mean, you get into a lot of, you know, state land and, and I would call it federal land, but it may not be federal. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, uh, you can still get lost out there, can't you? Oh, yeah, you could definitely get lost up there. Um, not too much down here because, like I said, mo- we've got some gravel roads, but the majority of our roads are paved roads. Um, but when you get up north, the northern part of Michigan, you know, you got the sand, the two tracks, and you could def- you could definitely get lost for a few hours. Have you guys ever been out, like, investigating or cruising around and stumbled upon other illegal activity? You know, like a Breaking Bad situation where they're cooking meth out in an <laughs> RV. I mean, have you guys ever stumbled upon something that was you weren't expecting that was illegal? Um, I, I guess I would say that there's it's always there's always stuff like that because when people see us out in the middle of nowhere, they're not expecting to see a conservation officer because, like I said, the the even the deputies don't seem to go too far off the paved roads for the most part. So I mean, I've over my career, I've definitely had that where you come across somebody and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, something something's not quite right. Like it it happens, yeah, not does, very often, but it happens. Yeah. <laughs> does marijuana grow well in Michigan? Yeah. Do you ever have you find people planting stuff out there that they shouldn't be planting? I would think so. Yeah, I mean now technically marijuana is it legal in the state of Michigan? Oh uh, well, as, yeah, it's one. We're one of those states. So it was it was voted legal, so you don't have as many people planting plants out in the middle of nowhere. It used to be they planted them in every cornfield and yeah. every swamp, but now that it's become more accepted and more legal, you know they just you know as long as it's in a enclosed, uh, locked enclosed area like in their backyard or and then there's so many factories around here that grow it too now. Mm-hmm. It's you know people don't have to work as hard, I guess, if they want to enjoy it yeah yeah no you can't uh you know you're not supposed to drive while under the influence of anything you know but right. the fact of the matter yeah. is you're following somebody can you tell whether or not uh, they're they're driving erratically because of alcohol or pot or whatever can you tell i mean you wouldn't know that unless you stopped them and you know face-to-face contact i mean you can tell if they're you know there's something not quite right they're swerving or they're driving erratic or whatever um, but not until you make that face-to-face contact will you know whether it's alcohol or drugs or, and then if it's drugs, there's, you know, so many different drugs that affect people. Um, could be prescription drugs that they're legally prescribed. They just kind of take too many. Yeah. Well, you, the, too the, many options. Yeah. The interesting part, you ask him for his license and it starts off hippy dippy Smith. Oh, yeah. That's a common That's got to be a, a no-brainer. Yeah, he plants food plots for potheads <laughs> is what he does. Now, uh, before we get to a break, Officer Cullen, what is, out of your entire career as a conservation officer, what is one of the funniest, strangest encounters you've ever had? Is there such a thing? I would say maybe one of them was uh, I was checking uh, a boat out on a lake, and a uh, gentleman had a cooler I wouldn't say cooler full of fish, but all the fish he caught were in a cooler. And I told him just let it sit there. And he insisted to lift up and kind of tip it. And uh, he tipped probably three quarters of his uh, catch back <laughs> into the lake. <laughs> so, oh. Felt bad for him, but I told him to 
leave his leave his uh, fish where they're at. So <laughs> they swam away. <laughs> Innocent mistake. All right, so Michigan Conservation yeah. Officer Colin Canablo. Uh, you got to check out what he does. Again, where can we find you guys online, especially for a lot of kids listening? Uh, a, a career in uh, as being a conservation officer, I think, is one of the coolest things anyone can do. Uh, to look into you guys, where can we find you online? Uh, Michigan.gov forward slash DNR, and then there's jobs, or they can go on YouTube, and there's all kinds of uh, training videos. So it kind of breaks down our training. Um, we talked about trainings earlier, but it shows all the training. So if it's something if that doesn't scare them off, and you know they can also contact a recruiter in whatever area they live. Mm-hmm. This may be my retreat. Colin Canablo. Oh, you got it there. Uh, Check him out on Wardens as well. Outdoor Channel Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next is Cat Daddy, the Kansas Cat Man. That's right. He has uh, enough licenses for his bank polls, (laughs) and he is good to go. Officer Colin, man, we appreciate you. Everything you do, stay safe out there, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're on the revolution with Jim and Trev. Half not what America will do for you. The voice. But what together we can do. Of America. For the freedom of man. Stick around. The revolution will continue right after these important messages. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's our catfishing guru, the proprietor of the bean hole, and a man with over 250 pairs of overalls, Cat Daddy. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We are talking wild experiences on this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had Colin Canablo. Boy, I tell you what, I murdered that name, didn't I? You called him Kevin and all sorts of other things. <laughs> right now, though, well, we got Cat Daddy. It's pretty hard to mess up Cat Daddy because he is perfect. He'll mess you up. Cat Daddy, how is the catfish bite right now, biggest guy? Well, I tell you what, the bite's doing good. Well, about a week and a half ago, they were on the last of the pre-spawn. Mm. And, man, you couldn't do no wrong. We were throwing shrimp up on the rocks and dragging it back down. And they were hitting it like a freight train. Boy, it caught some nice catfish. Now, you said that was on the dam that you were doing that? Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, anything you threw up there, really, they would attack it because, you know, kind of like on a pre-spawn thing. And, man, the men that shrimp hit them rocks, you just pull it back let it fall down the neck. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, the next rock, and man, by the time it hit the other one, bam. Wow. He had an 8-10-pounder on. Now, you know, normally this time of year, we're creeping closer and closer to July. The water temp should be getting pretty warm, but, the you know, the outside temperature, Cat Daddy's car horn's going off. Um, <laughs> what is the water temperature? Since it hasn't been that warm yet, what is the water temperature right now? Well, the water temperature's right around 69, almost 70 degrees. Ooh, wow. That's You're, the magic it's number. It's getting hotter, too. Really? You guys are a heck of a lot warmer than us. Yeah. Jeez. Well, I tell you what, now that's up to Banner Creek, and I got the bean hole going. She's hot, what? ready to roll. What? You know, oh, back this train up for a second. You got the bean hole going? Yeah, man. She's primed. My God, I feel like you went out and had a good time with the boys and didn't invite Jimbo and I. Yeah. I feel a little slighted <laughs> here. The bean hole, well, really? It's a, little, it's a little early for it, you know. But I tell you what, uh, it's, it, it's a different year. The lake got really warm quick this year. And when it's hot like that, yeah, it's time to break out them beans and use that dip bait. Cause 
it just goes and goes and goes in, in the sand out in the water. So you went out there and you primed the bean hole, uh, which is uh, sacrilegious or religious. I don't know why. It's, <laughs> it's everything religious. You got it ready. When are you going to start fishing it? Well, we already started fishing it. Cause oh! The first time we went out there and found our spot where we were going to do the beans, we tried some dip bait, and, man, we just knocked them out. They were big, muscle-headed male channel cats. Mm. And I tell you, boy, they had a big old head on and a, and a small body, but, man, they was big fish. And uh, we didn't put no beans out. We cleaned a few of them. They didn't have no beans in them. The next time we went out, they were packed full of beans. And that, that told me right there, it's on early, boys. Better get ready. Yeah. Now, when when you take those up to the bank, and you've got those fish cleaning stations at Banner Creek and a lot of the other lakes around Kansas, uh, do you save any of the entrails of that and use it for bait, or you just kind of throw it away? No, we just throw all the guts and stuff like that into the grinder and hit the button, man. <laughs> well, heck, now could you could you use it for chum? Well, you know, I I don't know if a channel cat will eat his brother or his son or seems like it's taboo to cut up a catfish to catch another. I can't believe Jimbo even brought that up. It, man, it ain't in my heart. No, <laughs> Jimbo just stooped. I, obviously, you could tell he's a fly fisherman and he goes after bass. <laughs> my God, God, he has no heart, no soul, Cat I'm Daddy. I'm going after bait for Cat Daddy. Now, do you have anything available if people want to get out, experience the bean hole? I, it's better than marriage. Uh, it is phenomenal. Well, you know, a bad day of fishing is just like having a divorce. So. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I got a few days open over there. I sure do. In the bean hole, be waiting on anybody who wants to go rowdy up some catfish real quick. Yeah, and if you'd like to send a photograph to uh, Cat Daddy of your latest and greatest big fish, especially if you got it out of one of those... Uh, lakes that have uh fish in them <laughs> what? no 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 the, the the hydro yeah the hot water lake yeah the hot water lakes if you'd like to send cat daddy a photograph and maybe entice them to come out there with you send it to cat daddy underscore one at msn.com this has been brought to you by yamaha's proven off-road atvs and side-by-side vehicles hop online check them out today yamahamotorsports.com mr cat daddy god bless you we love you fish on brother boy i tell you boys i just can't wait till next time we talk stay tuned the revolution with jim and trav will continue in a few moments hit up jimandtrav.com for lots of cool extras from the show Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. 
For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week, man. We did talk about wild experiences. Of course, we had Tommy Gomes on the show. He's a fishmonger. Yes, we also had Michigan Conservation Officer Colin Canablo with Wardens. And finally, Cat Daddy. That's right, Jimbo. This is the official kickoff to summer. That's right. You know, I, I hope we've got that cold weather behind us, although... I don't know. We're in Kansas. It can change any minute. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Hammer Home Firearm Safety, get outdoors this week and take some kiddos with you. Anything you do, just recreate outdoors as a family. We'll return next week with Jim Shockey. Jim Shockey and a guy by the name of Ellen who? No, it's Art. Art. Ellen. <laughs> and Mitch Petrie. All right, this is failing. We got to go. Uh, the show is ending. We love you. Peace out. God bless you. And the United States of America. 